Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about what to do in a late planting season like 2022. In our spotlight, we're going to look at a concert coming to a farm. In our Ag History Minute, we'll talk about the Kentucky horse country as the Kentucky Derby will be happening this weekend. We'll wrap things up with some cool beans that's corny and current events. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilties out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So we were just talking before we started recording about the kind of general lack of small talk. We don't have a lot going on in the field. Yeah, we have Buck Celtics, I guess, is the... Yeah, once every six days they play. Well, yeah. <laughs> Catch it's a game. bad. The NBA playoffs are you, just terrible. Ridiculous. You can't play the finals in late June if you don't take your time to get there. It's ridiculous. They yeah. played two, Tuesday. Tuesday and Saturday. Yeah. All these superstars need the rest. they got to get six good nights of sleep before they can play a game. Poor babies. It's it's ridiculous. But They actually are playing defense now, so... You know, they are working They're harder. They're more tired. <laughs> yeah. At regular yeah. season, they can do back-to-backs because they don't play defense. And they call, like, less fouls now, which I thought was interesting. Right. Like, oh, that would have been called in the regular season, but not now. Okay. Whatever. 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 Why, why use the same rules? <laughs> yes. Let them boys play. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't watch... Let's turn it into hockey. Maybe we'll just have fights every year. <laughs> I didn't watch either of the first two games. All I know is the Bucks crushed them on... And then they got crushed. So, Max, did you watch? Like, what's what happened? Yeah, getting the doors blown off Tuesday night kind of sucked. Um, so, the first game, the Bucks just were menaces on defense. And uh, they made the Celtics shoot threes. And I think that, like, the night on the night, they went, like, three for 52 from three-point. Like, it was really, bad. Really bad. Yeah, seven. It was maybe more than three. But it was not good. Um, and then <laughs> on Tuesday night, they again shot like fifty threes, but they made a lot more of mm-hmm. them. So I don't know. It was. Um, I still think the Bucks are going to win, but being up two zero coming home would have been pretty nice, right? Especially because all the other series seem to be like two zero. Yeah. So we'll see. I think the Bucks are still the better team, but it's going to get still good to get one one when you're away that first time. So I mean, gentlemen sweep. Got to lose one to have a gentleman's sleep. <laughs> Bucks and six, you can't. You have to lose two, right? Yep. A lot of people are saying this will go full seven games, just because it'll just. I think be... that's. I think that's a crazy thing. Guys are like, "Yep, definitely has to go seven. Well, no, it could be a pretty competitive series and only go six. six like, yeah. That's four two. Like yeah. that. That's one sh- one shot potentially changes the series. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not. I don't. Like, these guys on the radio are. It's got to go seven. It's just gotta. It, it does not actually. So. The same guys who said it would only go four against the Bulls, you know. So, right. but then even if we win, then we got to go play the Heat. So they're pretty good. Miami, yeah. Hopefully Middleton's back by then. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised how quickly they ruled him out for this series, especially in, with how far we have between games. Like that's a long time. That's a couple weeks. But if you think about like think about the NFL, those guys that sprain their MCL, it's it's like three weeks. Yeah, but it? that won't be the end of our series in three weeks. I know <laughs> that might be the end of our season. Well, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, right. But we'll see. I I guess we played well without him the other night. I think we can do it again. But 
you definitely miss a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an he's an all star. So, are you all jacked about baseball, Bill? The Brewers just yeah yeah. Raking. I mean, they just beat a JV team, but they did. Now yeah, they they're beating like to, nobodies, but. They're but they're still, crushing like, nobody. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a good, good part. Which last year we couldn't even do that. It's I good, flipped good confidence builder. I yeah. flipped the game on it because it started at noon yesterday. It was the top of the first, and the Brewers were already down three to nothing. Got three outs, got to the bottom within five minutes of listening. The game was tied. Like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Four hits, three to three. It's like okay, this is this is all right. They raked. Is, pretty, is Bob Euchre doing many games? Or yeah. Is, Okay. It's just home games now. So. It's the home. That's why. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you listen without you, it's. And it's he only not does the, the first two and the last two or something like that. He doesn't do the mm. middle innings. I was listening yesterday. He was down in the okay. fifth or the sixth. Know, it depends he, what kind of day he's having. Yeah. It really does. How deep into that ball of Jackie yeah, is. Yeah. Because like, you get. Who's the other guy? Jeff Levering. Jeff Levering, and there's one more, right? There's like- yeah, there's a new guy now in, when they go on the road to replace because Anderson is doing NBA on TV, so then maybe Levering is doing TV. Maybe it's Lane Grindle. Lane, there you go, Lane Grindle. That's the guy he was on the other Those day. Those two guys sound exactly they do. to me. They do. That Levering and Lane, Lane Grindle. Grindle. Yeah, yeah. so Levering guy. must be on TV when... Lane Grindle was on the other day. Anderson's doing... That is a heck of a name, Lane Grindle. Lane. Yep. It's a perfect baseball announcer name. Lane Grindle. The Grindle sounds like I just pulled my Grindle. I don't know what I did, but <laughs> unless his name was Johnny Bench, it couldn't get much better, you know. Johnny Bench. If the Brewers hit like somewhere between where they're hitting now and what they, how bad they started out, if they just stay the whole season hitting somewhere in the middle with the pitching staff they have, they should do really well in the postseason. It's hard with baseball because it's it's a long ways away. Yeah, though. like it basically doesn't. What are we, these games don't matter. But are we twenty five games in? 100, 140 to go. Yeah, they're like seventeen and eight or something. Yeah, so almost exactly twenty five games yeah. in. It's a long ways yet. <laughs> yeah, lot can happen. Injuries, whatever else. Yep. So the real baseball is played after the All Star break. So right, right. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, your team's just way more fun when they're scoring 18 runs, right? right? Was it 13 last night, 18 the night before? It was 10 last night. 10 last night? Close, yeah. I know my phone went off a lot because <laughs> I have it for every time they score, and my <laughs> phone went off a lot. That'd be, well, for the most part, for baseball, it doesn't really. Two or three times a night. If that. Yeah. The Brewers, if that. You know what I mean? But it's been it's been pretty exciting lately. All right, you guys ready to get into this? Yep. Ready. All right, so it's a late start. <clears throat> guys are, are getting anxious to an extent. Some guys are, are not, but, uh, you know, it's just been a little bit later than what we had last year as far as due to whether it's weather, temperatures, uh, a lot of different different reasons. And you go up around the country, there's places still getting snow. So it, it's been a difficult year, not just for Wisconsin, but for a lot of the nation when it yeah, comes Midwest to wide there yeah. we're behind as far in Wisconsin I don't know and where we are in Wisconsin I don't necessarily feel behind because it's still the first week of May May we're usually okay but you go nationwide and and we're we're behind kind of the normal trends for sure and and even compared to 2013 that's the year they go back to is being was like a really late spring kind of in the Midwest and 
I don't know. I was looking back at scouting notes from 2013 for us, and yeah, I was following a drought because 2012 was the drought. Okay, right. And then <clears throat> weird. Yeah, yeah. Must it, be a cold, wet spring or something. Maybe. Right, and I, I just, I didn't have anything that pointed us that we were way late in 2013. I had enough. All my alfalfa, more of my alfalfa was dead than right. than what's looking like this spring. But I've been in it too many seasons to remember specific seasons. Right, like. Todd, I think you said it before we before we started recording. Is like we haven't we don't notice it yet because we haven't hit our planting season yet. Really, right? Like how late it is. Like we don't know yet. We didn't get there. No, and I think what's hard around here is last year guys were going when the calendar still said April, and then before that it was exactly May first. I remember the year before that was May first. So it's like by the calendar, it's like oh my god, we should be doing something, but then. We all forget that the ground the ground last year stayed so cold, the temperature stayed so cold that I did right it didn't Tempe- come out of the ground for three weeks. Temperature wise, we were about the same. It's just we didn't have the moisture we have now. Yeah, I did have one of my first my favorite saying. Calendar says go. I had it yesterday for yeah. the first time this year. Calendar says time to go. <laughs> not that's not true. I, that's not a real thing. Right. The seed doesn't look at the calendar. No, it doesn't. Nope, does not. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm busy this next week. Maybe next. Maybe maybe in a couple of weeks we can talk. <laughs> it would be nice if you could like yeah sit down with your corn seed bags and just plan it out and make you know like okay I'm kind of busy. It's Mother's Day weekend. Let's take this weekend off or you know be there for Sunday for mom. But you know Monday will come right at her and maybe if we it worked like that. Program that really into sweet. our tractors like be really sweet. Maybe that's why everyone's anxious to go. Ah oh, man, it's Mother's Day. I gotta. I, is Mother's Day early this year? Or it feels it really early. Like with yeah, that? Yeah. Okay, it feels like a week early. Way yeah. early, and because I think it's because Easter was late. It yeah, that felt like be. it moved yeah. Mother's Day up because Mother's Day is it's usually on the tenth or the fourteenth somewhere in there. Well, and I think May started on a Sunday, so that you know normally the first week of May, when it's not a full week, you probably are pushed back a few days. Yeah, so it's so the last two years it was May 9th and May tenth, <laughs> so. It's, but we totally feel like May eighth is yeah May eighth is way early. Is it May eighth? Yeah. Yeah. So, I but it does. It feels like this it's is like, crazy. It can't be Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Like what's going on? I I wish I we we do. I know they're trying to change the daylight savings thing, but we definitely got to start a bill to ch- to flip flop Father's Day and Mother's Day. <laughs> like mothers should be first. I'm not saying that you, I want you to be last, but. So that the fathers don't feel bad about skipping like, Mother's Day in the field, right? Yeah. So that like, yeah, but Father's Day like, is never going to happen if it's necessarily because they're going to be in the field. They're like, I don't, I don't exactly. Exactly. That's no your necktie. that's your Father's Day gift is like you get to be in the tractor. You all day. get to be in the tractor and like then what, when what, Father's Day is in June. What if we just know, move Mother's Day back? Like we have Mother's Easter or Easter Mother's Day. Yeah, like, like it's just there should be a yes. Um, Leave, let's to, leave Easter in March. Let's make it a solid day instead of the, you know, whatever it's actually tied to. I Uh-oh, always forget. That's sacrilegious, Matt. It's a made-up day anyway. True. We don't actually know the actual day. Oh, yeah. But anyway, moving into <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I would rather change Halloween to a week early. That's what I would Halloween week early. Yes, because it's so dang cold in Halloween when you're running out there with the kids. But then you just bundle up underneath your costume. True. 
It's more road road beers you can have to stay warm, huh? Then it's, While you're walking, Max? Then you just Irish some ha- coffee. or uh, Halloween? Are you joking? You think I'm walking around on Halloween? I'm Someday a, you will, I'm, young I'm, man. I'm in a tree stand, brother. I am not walking down the road with a bunch well, he, of kids. Yeah, he probably wants to change it, too. Then it wouldn't be right? by, by deer hunting. <laughs> no, I don't care. Everybody's out of the woods. They're all taking care of their kids, so I got the woods to myself. I love it. Nice. So what should we be doing now, Todd? Yeah, so... So that's what these late springs almost just get hard because you just feel sort of, you just want to be doing something, you know, you, and whatever you're doing, you do want it to be productive. And so we came up uh, with about five things of what to do on a later season and how you get, how you get ready and, and kind of some progressions you could think about as a farmer, because it is very frustrating to have to wait and it's way harder to wait than you think than just to be doing something and going so and i don't think people realize like from a far you know anybody with like a day job just doesn't get it on the farming side of like well yeah just what do you mean just it's a sunny day to go 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 plant and then this weekend we can watch the kentucky derby (laughs) together and it'll be fine i don't get what you mean like why can't you just do it and it's like because you can't you know and it it's just this weird thing that I've, I feel like if every spring there was a day that we knew when the start day was, like, nope, it's going to be May 10th every year. You can start, and it's fine, and, yep. and it's on the calendar. You know that. Like, and there was a routine to it as far as start. It would help so much, but that's not how it, it works. It doesn't happen that way, yeah. I, I bet you, like, because I drove by the golf course yesterday, and it, the parking lot was packed. Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, golfers, like, hey. Just wait till Monday to go out in the golf course. Today and tomorrow are eighty degrees or whatever. Like it's, but it's not quite ready. the The course isn't quite ready. Wait till Monday, yeah. and they would lose. They their would crap. lose their crap, yeah. and they'd be like, oh, "God, it's got to go." Yeah, or like like the first day of school. We know when the first day of school is. The kids are ready. You prepare them. Like they go and do it. It'd be like, "Well, we might start this week or next week. We'll see how Mother Nature kind of what it plays out." And there, there's like nothing else to me like that anywhere else i cannot think of anything comparable that literally you just can't sort of mark and plan the only, only thing was opening day this year of baseball i was like eh, maybe it'll start here because of the lockout, <laughs> lockout. Yeah. Yeah. screwed that around this year <laughs> you know we had our we had our opening day and then it just got blown up because of the lockout but anyway and outdoor track season yeah, yeah, that's well, a joke. And, well, and like baseball for oh, you, yeah. you know, like the outside yeah, start of baseball. Like these varsity teams of like the first 10 games were canceled. Yeah, and then they play like five nights a week plus yeah, a doubleheader on Saturday now. Every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the first thing we got is is sort of be ready, you know, be at, at the ready. So Idle well, hands at the devil's playground. <laughs> make sure you're prepared to go so you know that's a preparing equipment preparing the planter as much as you can one nice things with some of these newer planters is you can actually run like you know on the monitors it has different checks that it can do without being in the field and you can run sort of like demo modes to make sure it works so you don't always have to be in the field to be ready so you know getting your tilge equipment ready seen a lot of planters this week you know with they had the pallet with the you know, with the plates and the row units on it, and they were putting them in the planters and just sort of firing everything up and just having that stuff be already. Now, the hardest part is I feel like that's also like, you know, you're 
bringing your race car to the Sunday races and having it already, and then you just got to watch it sit there yep. and not use it. That's a hard part. But you still want to just fire all those things up, have the bugs worked out as much as you possibly can. If you got to drive it, just like drive it around the yard a little bit. Like, oh, I drove my planner. Yeah. yeah. Make a pass. Every day you got to <laughs> just drive around once. Talk, talk to a few guys. You know, you put the new disc openers on, whatever. Just take a quick pass, make sure everything's working right. Other years, you're not going to have that opportunity, so might as well get it going, make sure it's it's ready to go this year, and hopefully give you more opportunity to be ready for next year, too, right. if it's early. So, But I do struggle with them, and I feel like when you hitch up that to the horses, you are on a go. Like, there's not... So it's sort of getting in that mindset of, like, getting it ready, hitching up like that's a normal thing, and then just being okay with it sort of parked there. Well, and some other waiting. things like these dairy guys don't forget, hay making isn't right. Isn't that, I mean, it is far away, but it's not that far away. So if you got hay making equipment that isn't ready, cause you're going to go from planting corn to most likely right into first crop, right into first crop. So maybe you won't have time to make sure your merger and your triple more and all that stuff isn't ready. So there's some other, you know, long-term things that if you didn't get it over the winter, like if you're looking for something to do, you know, maybe that's another That is a good option. point, Bill, is go through, you know, is your sprayer ready? Is the haymaking equipment, not just the planter, not just the next thing you need. Have everything, basically, piece of equipment you need through June serviced and ready to go for sure so that, you know, once it does start, you can be doing all that stuff. And we're probably preaching to the choir with our audience here, but parts aren't easy to come by. So if you have some of those weird parts for your combine, you know, even long-term, like maybe those should get ordered now because... You want to be ready when, when it's here. Again, we might be preaching to the choir on that because they're just I, pulling their every, hair off right, trying to get everything fine. Yeah. Right. The, it's the, the guys who traded in their field cultivator to get a new one, and the new one never showed up, and now their old one sold. Right. That's the ones for me that are just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, do you, what do you do at that point? Like, that's just like, just like the parts. They're just gone. Like, so what do those guys do, Todd? Yeah, well, right. they got all this time. Switch to no-till? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Boom. yeah. I'm more Just con- like that. I'm more concerned about the guys who don't have their planters because of that situation. Well, same oh, thing. Oh, planter yeah, yeah. would be, oh, I have, ouch. I have planter's one, a bigger deal. I have one grower that, that they traded off their planter. The new one was supposed to be here last week. The dealer sold their old plant oh, that they man. traded, and they don't have a corn planter. So now they're hiring it out. And then I have another one. This is one. happening? Are you serious? Like, Honestly, I, none of my guys have, like, I'm, You guys wow. can't hear it, see it, but I'm raising wow. my hand in this. I mean, it's on her. Yeah, no, it's. I feel like I've I've I wouldn't let thing. that no, I've, this leave I've, my this yard until, the, but, I, but I get how that works. But it was a year ago. Right, right, right. Oh, man. They did it last July. Like, they, they're like, well, what do you mean there won't be a right. here? Well, that, at that point, supply chain issues are going to be fixed in six months and still is. Supply chain issues be fixed in six months. I, I think another thing, like it's been very a really long six months. Yeah, very short term to be ready is like starter fertilizer. Like you're, yeah, you're thinking well, about starting on Monday. Today's I, Friday. You're thinking about starting on Monday. Call today. No, early right. May here. Co-ops. I saw them. Get, I saw a lot of deliveries happening all week. Right. Where you yeah, know guys were getting make sure all their. That's a good point. Is not just fert, but your chem. Yep. You know, if you have that there, which a lot of guys have been getting that. Obviously, seed, making sure you're inventorying what you have for seed. Uh, when when seed deliveries happen, most time it's not all of it at one time. So 
making sure, hey, the, there's those two boxes of whatever, whatever, still got to come in. Or double check that they didn't it, swap, something didn't get swapped swap out, varieties. that, oh, we couldn't get this, and this is what showed up. So make sure you know what showed up, yep. too. So. Yeah. Because Monday, if you wait till Monday now, I think, like, in our neighborhood, it's just going to go. Right. So, like, if you wait to call Monday morning, you might not get your fertilizer till Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. And then you're like, oh, I just gave up two days that I've been waiting, and now I gave those two up. The other thing I know a lot of guys have been doing is just sort of field maintenance, brush lines, fence lines. We just saw drive-by tilt talk headquarters, a big tile plow. So I don't know if it was going to tile something, but oh, the, I the, would, uh, would roll of tile followed it. Was it? So. Okay. So then it, it was. So, you know, doing those kind of things actually aren't a bad, you know, as far as Matt said about being idle hands, like when you're getting equipment ready, like they've been, you've been doing that all winter already, you know, most of right. this stuff. So it's like at this end here, it's like, you know, you had it ready for the race. Like it is, it is ready, I'm sure. So then things like that, going to trim up tree, you know, brush lines, cleaning some of that up. I know you might feel like you're, you know, you should be planting or doing tillage or something else, but some of the times doing that kind of work is actually not a bad thing to, to keep you out of the field doing, uh, uh, you know, f- f- to be planting sometimes. Picking rocks? Oh, yes. I say picking, no, ro- I was picking, say picking rocks too. Yeah, That's it's not hot enough to pick rocks yet. <laughs> you guys are wrong. Yeah, you got to make it perfect. Time. It's got to be hotter. Nope, <laughs> it's got to be hotter, dustier. Yeah, just a miserable job. Even more. Hundred percent disagree. No, these are the ro- the rocks that are out there now. The planter and the tillage is going to push down. Oh, so yeah. I don't got to oh, pick yeah. those yeah, up. Right. Yeah, that that row unit will ride right over the top yeah. of that rock. Actually, it blows me as garbage in the field. Yeah. Because it was so windy this winter. Yeah, silage plastic. Oh, my gosh. Like, the amount of, like, in a hay field, like. And less snow banks to catch it. You just, yeah. No, literally. I don't know what happened in one hay field, but I picked up four Miller Lite beer cans, like, within six inches of one another. I have a good guess of what happened in that hay field. (laughs) That's a pretty weak field party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even way more than four. That kid has got no friends. (laughs) Yeah, that's He's solar, there. He's there. Him and his four cricket. friends were there with them. They could only get their hands on one beer each. <laughs> well, I think your second thing kind of ties into yes. the first thing. Is and is be patient. So sorry, what, what was that? Yes. Patient. That seems to be a four. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> what what language is that from? What I You must have kids. <laughs> like I even looked up the definition of patient because I didn't like there's gotta be a better word than patient. I don't know. It's just it's not my favorite word. But literally, patience is the exact right word because it's the, the definition of it is able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So that to me was like exact, like it hit on, yeah, it's, it's just accept and tolerate delays and you're going to have problems. The suffering, yes, you probably will have some of that. And yeah, you you just got to kind of keep going through that. It's just, it is, I, I feel waiting is harder than going. Like that, that's the trouble sometimes like it is easier just to go because then you're doing something. So just, just knowing that the patience pays there and um, John Deere had like the perfect tweet for this a couple of days ago. It, it just said, wait, wait, maybe. Nope. Wait, 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 plant hashtag plant 22. Like, <laughs> I thought that was like perfect. Like it was just there. I like the maybe in there and then the nope. So, yeah. 
just could be a lot of waiting and that's the waiting game. I, I could just see yeah, like this happening in a farmer. Like, okay, I'm going to wait today. I'm going to wait today. Oh, maybe I'll go out and check. So he goes out and checks and he's like, nope. And then yeah. comes back. Okay, wait today. Wait. Like it's just the progression of how we think about things. Well, and, and there's so many of the, the few people that have been going like, oh, if you're not first, you're last. Like, eh. Or you could be last because you planted first and then you're planting again. Because you screwed it and up. And that's hard. There's always going to be somebody that goes first, you right. know, and there's going to be. Old neighbor Billy, you know yeah, him. Yeah. When I see him in the field, I know I got to wait three more days. Yeah. That guy. But, yep. but I would rather have the conversation of, oh, so and so is going, should I go? And, and have the conversation rather than be like, why are you going? Well, so and so is going. It's like, just take the time. But every year we have, we have the conversation, Matt, if so and so is going, I do have a week, right? Yep, they're usually yeah. We we all know those guys that are you know a week early or um, are doing something that you shake your head at every year, but it still fires you up. It's like oh yeah, should we go in? Like, mm. and every year the answer is the same. No. Third is don't mud it in. So just wait till the conditions are fit. So have and the next two go hand in hand. Um, the next one is watch soil temps. So as long as you know what you're shooting for as far as my the field conditions, uh, you know, and, and moisture, and then soil temps, that that's what you got to wait for. It's not a calendar thing. It's not when your neighbor goes. Know your own fields. Know when, like Matt said, and sometimes it is, wait, well, that neighbor goes, and usually about a week later mine is ready or, or I'm ready. Um, but with mudding it in, it, most of the time, you know what's tricky with I would say with this particular year is I saw a planter rolling yesterday. We were standing by a shop and looking out, and all of a sudden the guy's like, "Holy man, that neighbor's going!" And I'm like, "Was that a planter?" And it it was, and the dust was rolling, but the top is dry right. because we've had so much wind. But underneath that, it is not dry. So as far as mudding in this year, you you can't you got to dig down, you got to rib in the soil, just sort of get the feel, and you know. A lot of times those old edges are still, you know, you, you form a ball. If it crumbles easy, it's probably ready. You know, some guys use things like a two-wheel drive truck. If you can drive through and it kind of holds you up, you know. And, you know, we know as farmers what kind of things those are. But just the hardest part of this waiting game is you wait, 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 and all of a sudden May 20th rolls by and you're like, I got to be in there, and then you mud it in. That sometimes can be worse, too, than just making sure you, you sort of wait when it's fit. But that's a tricky one because you still got to get the crop in the ground. So. Well, and sometimes we have a short memory when it comes to that. I just had a conversation yesterday with a farmer and he's like, you know, we had this once before and I planted and all my furrows opened back up. So I'm not going. Like, Good. Good. Yes. You remembered. I, I'm glad that they remembered that because sometimes... It's hard to remember that sometimes. We don't remember yeah. those bad decisions and then they are... Bad decisions again, right? Yeah, and then on the soil temps, Conley had the perfect tweet for this. Um, this was back in late April, but he said, Sean Conley at Badger Bean, planting date is important in hashtag soybean, but the driver is emergence date. If you plant on April 10th and April 23rd, and both plantings emerge on May 2nd, don't expect a yield response to planting date. So I think one tricky thing is like we all remember like Joe Lauer's research that like every day you wait you lose whatever X number it is. bushel whatever yeah 
And that's a hard one because it's like that's in good planting conditions and, and good like this says too, good soil temps where it's going to emerge at the same time. So like Bill alluded to earlier, like last year where, yeah, we planted early, but it didn't emerge for three weeks. It, the planting date didn't matter. Right. We're not so, all farming in Arlington. So. Right. Well, right. <laughs> so yeah, Conley So just change that from best. April 10th to April 23rd, change it to May 1st to May 15th, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking about that before recording two of last year, like we said, it was still colder temperatures, but less moisture. So guys went and the corn sat in the ground for three weeks, some four weeks. The guys that were planting, you know, almost a month later, their corn was emerging the same time as the guys that, that were first. We were in the field. We were first. We could do it. So what did you gain? And like Sean says, probably not. Anything. A couple weeks of stress. Right. Yeah. Some possibly wasted energy from your seed trying to emerge when well, it wasn't ready for to. sure populations would have suffered almost yep. for sure. So I I think, like it says, as long as the soil temps are fit, moisture's fit, obviously it's go time, but those are two, two things to watch. And number five gets into that is set parameters for when you're starting. So... In in any kind of thing, you set goals or or kind of. Um, I didn't like the word goals because goals mean we got to sort of achieve it, and you you probably won't. Like a goal might be, well, I want to be planted by May twenty fifth. Well, you're not. That's not gonna. Ha- you know, sometimes it's just not gonna happen. But that's not a goal based on anything that's happening around Correct. us. It's just I picked a date. Correct. So a goal here or a parameter would be, you know, I want to start planting when you know field A, one of your drier fields, or whatever it is, you know, it hits this soil temp and, you know, we can form this kind of like ribbon in the soil and it crumbles and it's the right soil moisture and we're fit to go. And you sort of know that and you, you can use whatever you want. A lot of what is helpful in our dairy countries, a lot of times now we're putting in new seedings early and you could kind of, I don't want to say you mud those in, but you put them in earlier. And so, you know, too, when those fields are fit for planting corn, because we're out there, getting the fields prepped for new seeding. So that kind of helps us to have that gauge. Um, the, the other tricky part is how we're changing to beans before corn now is sort of that's going to be a, just a drastic recalibration for us as farmers of, in general, we're planting beans before corn. So what are our parameters for the soil to be fit for beans? Because um, that changes. And then no-till changes it too is what of our parameters are set for no-till because we're maybe used to when you till it, you know, and you kind of work it up and it sort of gets bally and it's yep. not ready. Whereas no-till, um, there's going to be more structure there. You're going to be able to carry equipment better when it's wetter potentially. So just kind of having those goals set and and kind of know when, you know, it's almost like, yeah, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I don't know. Know it, when to walk away. Yeah. Know when to run. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and soil temp. You know, we we talk about fifty for corn for germination. It's it's not you know oh it hit fifty for a second there. You know we want fairly consistent soil yeah. temp. So when you're setting that goal, don't set the goal of as soon as it hits fifty. Yeah, it's time to go fifty and then highs above sixty for the next ten days. Like that's like a yeah. really good way to think about it. I which, think which luckily right, right now we are looking at the but, ten like, days. Yeah. We're today. hitting that right, like yeah. today, right? But like earlier this week, like Monday, I think I got a soil temp of like fifty one. Somebody's like, "Well, we should just go then." I'm like, "Yeah, probably shouldn't." It was still gonna get into the. I had frost too. We had frost. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Exactly. <laughs> I think the other thing with soil temp is a lot of times when the four of us are talking with farmers, it's like obviously d- during the day, so the soil's going to be warmer. But the seed also sits in the ground at overnight, night, yeah. and we're not taking soil temps overnight. At least I'm not. If I know we were Matt, more, you if got we were a more dedicated agronomists, we would be right. getting up at 2 o'clock and going outside and just checking the soil temps. I, yeah, we don't want to know. That's probably so, right. Maybe that's but, just. But it. you're right. Is to go out at four o'clock and take a soil temp and say, "Oh, it hit this when the sun was beating down and all day." But you're going to have cloudy days after that, and um, yeah. yeah, just early season too. Maybe not so much now. We always talk about that first drink and that imhibitional chilling. And I know two weeks ago that was one of the top search items. Was, was yeah, and people getting a lot of questions on that. We're kind of out of that a little bit, which is good. You know, where our first drink should be warmer with more kind of thunderstorms and stuff. Hey, Ollie, what was the soil temp last night? It's cold! <laughs> yeah, it's cold. And then the last thing is kind of when do you sort of, you set all these parameters, you, everything happened, but say later May, you know, when do you well, got to sort yeah, of... Yeah, you bought all your corn last September. Uh, right, you got all this preparation. All, and all that. Yeah, August. Right, and so when when you start to look at you know what what are the which luckily we got a lot of time for that. I'm just saying this is like number six to talk about of like what what's plan you know preparation H I guess on this when preparation yeah <laughs> when you're getting antsy or A through G have it still because <laughs> you need some help. Uh, but when do you guys change day length? Like, when do you think is a time where you start to say, well, okay, I got to switch corn. This year, who knows if you're even going to be able to switch and get it. So maybe right. it's... Well, for me, this is, like, over my 20 years of doing this, like, it's changed a lot on how I decide that. Okay. Because I remember years ago having conversations. I'm like, oh, we just got to make sure we can make silage out of it. Well, now throw in the cover crop, like how important it is to get cover crops in early to have good growth in the fall. So these guys that want cover crops... Like you're losing a lot of daylight for the cover crop if you're pushing that harvest window out. So that's some of it too of even just projecting into the fall. That's I think farm goals play into that as much as right. days on the calendar. In my extensive experience at Tilt Agronomy, <laughs> I would say that the the conversation I've felt has shifted quite a bit in changing that day length. We went through a really good test run in like 2018 and 19 about changing day lengths, and a I think I think it's actually less of a conversation now than it was then. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I don't think I think I, guys just have kind of come to the realization. We've them back. Yeah, like I well, think they just I think come to the Max realization. Is right, is we've done a, a shift in general that you're not pushing it five days longer than you maybe should to begin with. So well, and it's, at, in all honesty, when it comes to silage, it, right? Who, who cares? Like we're so far we're so far in front of where we need to be, right? Cause yeah. We're talking about we always want to chop silage on the 5th of September, and we don't get a frost till the 5th of October. Well, that means we have a month in there, and granted, those aren't great growing days sometimes, but still, like we have a lot of wiggle room on silage varieties, but grain corn gets a little bit tighter, okay, a lot of bit tighter, but if you're okay making something a little wet and send it to the dryer, I don't think, I think we got a little, May 15th, I think we maybe start, like if we weren't even starting yet on May 15th, then I think it's a little bit different conversation, but right now... And it looks like we're going to get, I think we're going to get stopped late next week, but we're going to get some acres in the ground here. Uh, to answer your question, Todd, two things come to my mind is like, if you're a guy that still plants, you know, in, north of Appleton, 
you know, the north half of Wisconsin, you're still planting 95 day corn for green, you know, like you want to get it dry, which can ha- it happens. We can do that. Like I would think you get to like May 15th, May 20th, somewhere in there, you got to start. My date's always been moving. the 25th of May. 25th. Like don't, don't even, if. Don't even ask me. Well, kind of if you didn't, if, like Max said, you probably picked the wrong maturities already if you're worried about it. Yeah. Before now, May 25th. Right. That, so I think Max is right about that. Is like I think we've done a good job of planting the maturities we should be planting, and you know, and that's the conversation. Maybe is like May twentieth. You talk to the seed guy or or see where you're at. But by then too, you're hopefully through most of it, and you just got some at the end. Well, you're not going to care that no. much then. Okay, so it's, like I said, it looks like we're going to be able to pound in some acres here in the next five days. I know next Thursday they're talking a little bit of rain, but from Friday. To the following Thursday, how many acres of corn silage can we oh, or corn lot, can we get planted? A lot. I mean, and it looks yeah. nice. I mean, it's nice, sunny, seventy-five, windy. Like it's going to be the stuff we kind of hope for, right? So i I don't think that change in maturity thing is going to be much of a conversation next week at this time. And then it the, was early this week, though. Yeah, was it already? For oh you? my yeah. god! <laughs> yes, it was yeah. for me this week. Early this week, we had this conversation. The other thing that comes to my mind, Todd, is is too about that is summer's going to dictate that that you have no control over that no you might plant your 95 day on time and we don't get the heat and it's wet anyway we get a labor day frost right like that happens just like we get father's day frost like last year or memorial day frost so then the other thing to think about is sort of the final planting date for corn for crop insurance and just to remind guys, like in Wisconsin, it's May 31st. And then like Illinois, it's June 5th. A lot of Minnesota, you know, down into like Iowa is May 31st as well. So just in general, it's something to think about. Actually, over in the Dakotas, it's May 25th, which I think is sort of interesting that out there it's it's that date. And those guys might be one of the further, more delayed kind of areas with but the they snow. Also, they, have a, the, they have an earlier winter, too. Though. Right, exactly, right. That's why the date's that way. So it comes earlier. Just, What's that? What you're saying, it comes earlier. Their, yeah, their winter yeah. comes earlier than oh, yeah. ours. Yeah, definitely just stuff to, like, we got all of May here yet to sort of get stuff done and get in the fields, which is which is good. I know it's hard to believe, but we get a lot of insulation from Lake Michigan, like a lot, for for the cold temps, the first cold temps in the in the fall. We get a ton of insulation where we are from Lake Michigan. That's a good look at Michigan itself gets even more than us because they're June fifth as well. Yeah. Well, they're they're surrounded by lakes. They've got water all around. Yeah, the the, the UP is is later than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let that think about that for a minute. But that's okay. That's the Great White North right there. And yet, when you get just west of Escanaba, it's five. It's the twenty fifth. It's way northern Wisconsin's in that that May twenty fifth range. Not that there's a lot of agriculture up in Bayfield. But. Well, it's hard, it's hard to believe that it's May 25th, too, because they still have ice on their lakes, and it's May 6th. So they're not going to have a whole lot of window here. Right. I don't, like Matt said, I don't know how much corn's planted there. A lot of grass hay up there. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Some things to think about as you're waiting to get in the field, and hopefully if the weather holds on the horizon, that will be very soon. All right, now we'll move into our spotlight for today. Ron Music Todd. Oh, yeah. 
Got it. All right. So a Minnesota dairy farm will be hosting a Luke Bryan concert, Shake It For Me Girls tour stop in Iota, Minnesota. That that's, sounds very Minnesota. We're going to have a concert over here in Iota, Minnesota. I think it's Yoda. Eh? I think it's right. Yeah. Oh, is it Yoda? Yoda. Sorry. I'd, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it's it. Literally do, you like, do you want to know the population of, of Yoda, Minnesota? Uh, I'm going to guess less than the concert attendance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for... for uh, Is there it, more for, cows there? They're, they're looking at upwards of 20,000 fans attending, so it's the population. That'd be about mm, 15 times the population of Yoda, Minnesota. Oh, so like 1,000 people. It's 1,400? 1,400, yeah. So that's, oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry, this population is up. 2,000. Okay, so 10 times. 10 times. Hopefully they got lots of hayfields to park the cars on. Yoda, Minnesota. Oh, it's it's kind of over by like uh, Fountain City, Wisconsin. Yeah. So September twenty fourth is when they're going to have that concert. I'm surprised Luke Bryan can get away from American Idol long enough to. Was he on that? Is he's, he one of the he's judges? A judge? Really? Yeah. I don't. Tim, yeah. Katy Perry, and uh, Lionel Richie. Are you are you a no, big Luke Bryan fan? Max gave me a no, and absolutely not. Wow. I I know there's at least another one of our listeners who is not a Luke Bryan fan. Luke Bryan. <laughs> nope. You know, the, the real cool part is that Iota is not that far from Wabasha. Yeah. So you can stop at Slippery's for one and then head over to the concert. You've been there. Wabasha? Yeah. That's where Grumpy Old Men is. Ah. Oh, my, yeah. My favorite movie. Nice. says the entire community is excited. So I wonder if all 2,000 or people <laughs> will be at the concert. They probably just need all 2,000 people to work to get yeah, the concert to true. go. Yeah, for, well, half of them for parking. and <laughs> The tens of people are excited. I d- that, that is very... Max just said to the point of like rural America taking on... Like even breakfast on the farms... Like when you get like eight thousand people at some of these, like we don't have enough people in rural America to like host you anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what their milking schedule is, but it says eighteen hundred and fifty cows. So they're milking. They got to be milking quite a few hours in the day. They got to be around the clock, right? So there is literally going to be a concert going eleven o'clock at night, just lights and music, and there is somebody in the parlor just. <laughs> But non-milkers. Yeah. Does it say they're a pilot? Maybe they're a robot farm. Maybe, uh, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Maybe the robots will be milked. But so, so you can look at that two ways, Max. Either, either they're getting paid, it's definitely to, a parlor. paid to listen to a concert or they're pissed that they're working and can't go to the concert. I'm just saying like... Well, you get to hear the concert for free. Right. I mean, you're the, work, and you actually get, get paid. paid right, I'm just saying like a concert. the parody, and this is probably why they're doing it this way, is that you can realize like, hey, these guys are still working. Like, you guys are all here hanging out. These guys are still working, man. This this is no different than Country USA, really, right? Like it's going to be in a field with a stage and a bunch. This will be a lot better than Country USA. This will be a hundred and fifty thousand times better than Country USA. Oof! Guess what? Ticket price right now on TicketCenter dot com three fifty one ninety two each. Tickets are selling fast. I've got nine minutes to purchase these. If what? Buy them, buy them, buy them, buy them. When is it? What's the date? We just said September 24th. September 24th. Ooh, we might be busy on September 24th. 
Can you imagine they're making corn silage? Just, hopefully, yeah, like, hopefully it doesn't rain. Oh, oh right. my god! It even might be cold. You know, it'd be kind of chilly. No, it'd be ni- sure. it'd be really nice. I would think. But can you imagine they're trying to make corn silage while this concert's going on? They'll have people I, to help cover pile, Max. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. All your all like your I'm, cars are fenced in now, so if you could grab a tire, throw the, it on the pile before you leave. Look at how fast like, they would get done yeah. with covering the pile. Just, yeah, just grab just one Everybody tire. grab a tire. Yeah, yeah. Just grab one. Sign. Buy your ticket, get a free uh, tire to put on the pile. Man, that is, that's going to be crazy. No, I kind of want to buy tickets. This is saying, like, news story from 10 hours ago, like, that it's already selling out, that it, like, already sold out. So, yeah, I don't, like. Yeah, what do they do for, like, a rain date? They just go in the shed? Yeah. I think, do they just have it in the rain, like, make it? I don't know if it says rain or shine or not. What's the difference between, a you know, at the Outagamie County Fair, though? It says rain or shine. Yeah. So, no matter what, they're doing it. They gotta make them perform on two hair acts pushed together. They have to <laughs> do it. Do it out of Gamey County Fair style. Two hair racks and yep. a, two flat racks pushed together. They're a, an award-winning dairy that uh, cooperates with the College of Veterinary Medicine at U, U of M. Yep, and they do have a, they have a picture of a parlor. So doesn't say how I big. I don't see a robot. Nope, no robots. Just some milkers. Cows are going to be antsy that night milking them, Max. I don't know. It'll <laughs> be a little. It'll be a little itchy. I don't know that I would want to. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to be milking that night. But well, hopefully the production will be up as he'll be singing "Shake It for Me, Girls," and maybe they'll shake their udders for him. Who knows? All right, now we'll move into our egg history minute for today. Today we're going to talk Kentucky horse country as the Kentucky Derby will be happening this weekend. So with the running of the Kentucky Derby, we'll look into Kentucky horse country. Lexington, Kentucky is known as the horse capital of the world. The region is home to about 450 horse farms as well as Keeneland, the world's largest thoroughbred auction house. Pioneers who settled Kentucky frontier in the late 18th century came from Virginia, which already had a notable horse culture. Wealthy Virginia landowners even imported racing steeds from England. By 1800, 92% of taxpayers in the state owned a horse, and the average owner had 3.2 horses. Locals claim they have the strongest horses because Kentucky's hills are filled with limestone. The bluegrass that grows there is rich in calcium, so that Supposedly builds unusually strong bones in their horses. So there you go. If you're going to enjoy the Kentucky Derby this weekend, know that it's deep in the heart of horse country. Wear your funny hat and whatever else you need to do. Someone for someone forgot to put this in the calcium episode of the micros. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There you go. Yeah, Kentucky is apparently <laughs> rich, in, rich in calcium. I think Wisconsin could claim that. We're pretty rich in calcium. Yeah. So that might makes our milk better. What's the over under on Aaron Rodgers Kentucky Derby pictures? He's oh he'll be there. Oh, he's always there with him and his buddies. Him and AJ. Yep. AJ Hawk. AJ and Randall and Ooh, maybe he'll bring a girl this time. (gasps) 
Uh, then, we'll, you guys, we'll, then we'll really know what's going on. Yeah. Are you guys all going to make mint juleps on Sunday? No. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, like I said. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my brain didn't work there, but Saturday. Possibly. You could make a mint julep Sunday. Hey, you just got to make a simple syrup, get yourself some mint and some bourbon. Mint julep. You know, I was planning on going up north this weekend. What do you think happens if I walk into a northern Wisconsin bar and order, and order a, a mint, mint julep? Mint julep. Colonel Sanders, get your butt back out of my bar. <laughs> Can I get a mint julep and a pimento cheese sandwich? <laughs> and a summer hummer for my lady. Oh, man. I like the Kentucky Derby. It's a big, it's a fun day. I don't care about horse racing at all except for like one day a year, and that's this weekend. Derby Todd likes it too. Derby <laughs> Todd, yes, yeah. We have some friends that throw a. I almost thought that was his party. nickname that I never he heard had of. Given himself <laughs> one. It was yeah. He, he earned that nickname years. a few years ago. Derby, Derby Todd. Todd. A little too few too many mint juleps. Yeah, somebody mixed some pretty strong mint juleps. They do not taste very good. Coming back on the way out. No, <laughs> I would say the julep is best. And uh, you just one take time. your time when you're. That, when that's you're a one-time use drink. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't need the encore. Well, good. Thanks, you guys, and thanks to all our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend how they are going to get it. Is on their Apple phone or iPhone. You go to Apple Podcasts and you search Tilt Talk Radio. Hit the subscribe button on an Android phone. We just, yeah, on a Galaxy Samsung 22S or whatever you got, you download Podcast Addict, Podbean, and Player FM are all good apps. There you too, you hit the subscribe button to Tilt Talk Radio. You can also listen on your smartphone browser or on a computer browser, go to tiltegg.com slash podcast. Now we're also available on Amazon Music, which if you like us on Amazon Music, that you go to your smart speaker or your Alexa, and you can tell her to play some of your liked podcasts until Talk Radio would be one of them. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio. So, Matt, we just got to finish up with some cool beans at Corny. That's Corny, and I, I did a. We're getting long in time here. I know we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So I uh, combined them is because that a Luke it's Brian's song too. I think it is. Yeah, he'll be playing that with his "Shake It with the Girls" songs. <laughs> I don't know. Any, Shake it with the girls. Yes, I don't know any. Uh, play that Luke Bryan song. Yeah, Shake it with the, the girls. girls. You know. Yeah. Hey, let me just dig around in the garbage. I'll find a Bruce Luke Bryan song for us. Hang on. <laughs> so I I, I kind of wrapped it up in one combo here because it's got a little bit of both. All right. So our cool beans. That's corny combo for this week. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. That's corny. What? <laughs> what did just say? You the, wrecked it. Say the thing. Cool you beans. It. Thank you. Cool beans. Play the hits. Todd. Cool Come on. beans. Todd. Derby Todd came out early this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so our combination cool beans. That's quarter this week. The producer sentiment improves with strengthened commodity prices, but high cost of inflation is worrying farmers. So it's good that. Things are high priced to an extent, but not so much that other things are, is the gist of what I take out of that title. Yeah, this is from the Purdue University Egg Economy Barometer. And yeah, they kind of check it year over year where 
where the you know barometer is a good word it kind of tells us where we're at so which it makes sense that yeah prices are up you know with commodities are up but inflation getting parts all the other problems kind of is that you know in the back of your mind that worry and if you look at the index they use we're kind of like in the middle like we're not the low we're not the high um, we're just kind of in the middle. The low happened like COVID 2020 time in April. We were is at that, a 96. Is that when we were dumping milk? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then last that April, sucked. it was a 178. It was kind of prices were up and fertilizer was cheap and that was good. And then this year at a 121, which that's what we were at in, one, in 2019, 2018, 2017. What's interesting is they have two graphs here. So they have the actual barometer itself and they have the indices of current conditions and future expectations and they're like at the same point so it's when they come together apparently is when we hit this as you can see other times in that graph you know future expectations are high and current conditions are you know a little bit lower so the then they come come together and go back and forth and what was 2016? Why was it so low in 2016? That was my first, that was my first year as an intern. That's why. <laughs> yeah, right Max there. is kid, coming yeah, into agriculture. This kid started interning in Northeast Wisconsin. And it ruined <laughs> everybody's ag for the whole country. Everybody's crops just sucked that year. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it was like that year. That was uh, 16. Doesn't stand out because you know you get that the prices so, are really the, bad. The prices were bad. Yeah, they were bad. I remember break even on wheat that year was like a hundred bushel. No, yeah, that would have been well, and, and, and milk I think would have started bottoming out then yeah. too. Yeah, like every, so everything was everything just, was just dropping in 2016, bad. and then it took till really now for milk prices to be steadily improved. I mean, they would jump up every once in a while and, and go down, but so all right. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about some things to think about while you're waiting to get out into the field, and we hope you are waiting for proper field conditions. In our spotlight, we looked at a Luke Bryan concert coming to a local farm in Minnesota. Ag History Minute, we talked about Kentucky horse country as the Kentucky Derby will be happening this weekend. And our cool beans, that's corny combo, was the fact that Prices are good, but also expenses are high. So it's kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to the financial side of things right now. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. Happy farming.